I'm pleased to be hooked up again with my old pal, Nick Bellantoni. They call him Connecticut's Indiana Jones, the former state archaeologist, now emeritus state archaeologist, as he has combined with Barbara Ann Kipfer to write a book called Hiking Ruins of Southern New England, a guide to 40 sites in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island. For starters, Nick, good to catch up with you again. Thanks for joining me today. And tell me about your book. Why write a book about hiking trails looking for stone ruins? Well, first of all, it's great to be back with you, Wayne, and uh, appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, well, you know, this all started when uh, Barbara Ann Kipfer, my co-author, um, you know, came to me and said that that uh, Falcon Guides is looking for um, to put together a book on hiking trails that people could take throughout southern New England where they could see stone ruins and other kinds of archaeological sites. And at first I wasn't quite sure how that would work, but, you know, concerns about vandalism and stuff. But, you know, through my years as state archaeologist, man, I went on a lot of trails in New England and Connecticut especially, and uh, and even with Walktober, you know, in the eastern part of the state, you, you know, we went out, we did a Walktober every year with going to different ruins and so forth. So, I said, gee, you know, this might be a, a great idea. My wife and I love to hike, so this was a was a good idea to, you know, put together these sites for the general public. I've had people who have come to me and said, you know, I've seen these stone ruins and I've seen these other things out there. What are they? And so this is an opportunity to kind of give that history and yet provide information for folks on how to see them and interpret what they're looking at. Are some of these ruins on public lands where they're allowed to hike? They're all on public land. They're all on known established trails throughout the state, and, and again, in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Um, many of them, some of them are even have markers and, and, and so forth, listing some of the history. But, yeah, no, they're all accessible. And one of the things we provide in the book is not only all of the directions and distances and difficulties and so forth that come with a hiking book, but also, um, you know, we talk about archaeological ethics, you know, what to do with a site, not to climb on stone, uh, you know, ruins, not to uh, metal detect and do other things that might damage or uh, vandalize the site. So we, we, we cover that all in the book, to, but allow them to um, see these. These are all on public land. And speaking of Walktober, I did a Walktober event with you. I don't know, it must be 20 years or so. Remember that, uh, I think it was a cemetery in Killingly, and you talked about the guy from the Civil War? Oh, yes, that's a, absolutely. I remember that now. You know, listen, though, I was very famous in Walktober for getting people lost in the woods, so I'm, uh, hopefully I didn't do it that time with you. <laughs> Well, does that mean that maybe now, when you come back to Connecticut, you're in California now, but when you come back to Connecticut, you'll be leading one of the walks in Walktober on one of these trails to see a hiking ruin in Connecticut or Massachusetts or Rhode Island? You know, absolutely. Uh, you know, we've done walking, uh, well, Walktober from back when it was walking weekend to walking uh, uh, months with We've been involved with them for uh, the last Green Valley for a long time, and it's been a great partnership. Nick, you've been excavating in Connecticut for over 40 years. Now, I'm going to ask you, like, to pick your favorite kid. you got 40 trails to see ruins in this book. Which one is your favorite? Oh, my goodness, Wayne. <laughs> they are all 
so interesting. Uh, you know, even uh, though I was familiar with many of them in Connecticut, you know, redoing the histories and going over them, and uh, it was just amazing some of the material we came up with. But uh, in terms of your area, you know, one of my favorites is Coogan Farm down in Mystic. I don't know if people are aware of it. It's right, you know, right off the highway on Route 27 as you go down to Mystic Center. Just before you get to the, the seaport, on your left is uh, um, the Coogan Farm Heritage uh, Trail. And this is fantastic. Uh, what I love about it is not only the farming complex that still, um, you know, the ruins of the old barns and uh, um, different aspects of, of, the, um, of the farming, but up on the top of the hill is, are the ruins of a golden, a gilded age mansion. Okay? This, you know, you can go to Newport and see all the standing mansions and so forth. But this is an archaeological ruin of one. And basically, it was the Stillman family who, in the 1890s, you know, decided they wanted to build a mansion up on the top of the hill overlooking the Mystic River and the village. Um, They started work on it, um, I think, in, you know, uh, 1896. But what ended up happening is they ran into some financial difficulties, a couple of things slowed down, and then... Stillman and his wife both passed away. They both died in the, you know, in the early uh, uh, 20th century. So while the, the foundation of the mansion got built, the superstructure, the mansion itself, never was completed. And it's been preserved on the farm. And as you take the hike and go up on the hill, you can see the ruins of an old mansion. It is just, to, to, especially for me, it's so cool to see. Um, you could go into where the wine cellar was located and, and other features of the, of, the, of the basement itself. So, I mean, you know, like, you can go to Newport and take the tours, but you never get down in the basement. And this is a real opportunity to see a, a, a Gilded Age mansion and it, uh, just a foundation. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, good story about your favorite child. So what recommendations do you have for hikers on how to properly use this book? Well, one of the things, I, as I mentioned, we do the whole thing. We give you detailed maps of, of, the, um, uh, of each of the trails leading to the archaeological ruins that you're going to see and that we interpret for you. Now, some of these, as I would recommend, uh, if you want a longer hike, you know, they're on established trails, and you could take them, you know, beyond the ruins, so to speak, and make a full day of the hike if you, if you have that, uh, you know, inclination. Or you could do, the way the book is organized, that, uh, you know, the trails that are near each other are, are, you know, following chapters. So you could take in maybe two trails in a day if, if you really, you know, wanted to spend the whole day doing that. So there's a number of options there. We also recommend taking, you know, doing these trails, you know, from like November to April. Now, that's winter and may not be very comfortable. But when you get into the summer, sometimes ground vegetation gets so thick here in, in Connecticut that, um, you know, some of the ruins are obscured. Not all of them. You could certainly do these in the summer. But, you know, in some cases you see a lot of vegetation that might hide some of the uh, um, you know, the stone ruins and other kind of ruins you, you might want to look at. 
So you could take multiple hikes. Uh, one of the things we do is we interpret the trails for everybody. We, you know, we, we help them with, you know, difficulty. Most of them are relatively easy because many of these sites were located, you know, near the bottom or, or near rivers or, or other kind of features. So, but there's a couple of them that you really have to hike up a, a pretty good hills to get to. But we, we clearly make that uh, available for everyone to understand. Um, and we give full descriptions of what, what you're going to see and how to get there and mileage and so forth. So um, hopefully it's an easy book to use and, uh, you know, people enjoy getting out there and, and seeing some things. You know, people talk about getting out, you know, in terms of uh, the environment, seeing, you know, aspects of the environment. Many times they don't realize what they're looking at are cultural landscapes, that these are, in fact, you know, archaeological in some respects. So uh, hopefully people have fun doing it book is called Hiking Ruins of Southern New England. You just talked about the Coogan Farm Trail in Mystic. What's there to see at Gay City State Park in Hebron? Oh, Gay City's another one of my favorites. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this all the way through. Gay City offers, um, so a little bit of a historical background. Um, it, it really started as a Methodist community, and the Methodists, uh, um, you know, back in the, you know, 1790s and into the early 20th century, really embraced industrialization. And what I mean by that is they often developed mill communities, and uh, Gay City is really what it was. It was often called Poverty Hollow. Um, the, the Sumner families and the Porter families, they, they had sawmills and grist mills along the Black Ledge River, and a large paper mill that... Um, the Sumner family uh, had uh, developed uh, right on the river, and as you as you take the hike, you could you you go by a cemetery, you go by the, the old ruins of some of the houses that they lived in, also um, you know the paper mill itself and uh, some of the other uh, mills uh, that are, are along the river, and of course it's a wonderful state park. But there's a diversity of things to see, even off. A, a, a summer lodge that was built by uh, two sisters who ended up buying the property when the, the community disbanded after a couple of fires at the um, at the mills, um, and uh, it was kind of like a, a private estate. And they're the ones that sold or gave, I should say, the property to the state of Connecticut for a state um, uh, for a state park. But here's a couple of other neat little goodies we tell you about there, about Gay City. There are two murder mysteries at the park. You know, one involves a, a young man who um, um, showed up for work late uh, to his blacksmith shop on the, on the property. And evidently, the, or at least the way it says, uh, the the, the blacksmith um, was so angry he ended up killing the young man. Um, and then there's another story about a body being found in a charcoal kiln uh, by another murder suspect. So we got a little mystery out there, a couple of mysteries. There's no written, I should tell you, no written uh, sources for these murders, but the legends of, of Gay City are well uh, well-established. It's a wonderful place, and it's a well-maintained park. The trails are well-maintained. It's, it's a great walk and um, a great history you, you go through in doing so. 
The subtitle of your book is A Guide to 40 Sites in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island. So let's go to Massachusetts, like maybe Beckett, Massachusetts? Yes, Beckett, Massachusetts, up in the Berkshires, has Beckett Quarry, which my wife and I love. It's just a great hike, and it is like a ghost, how do you want to say a ghost town, but a ghost town that's a a mining uh, operation. So uh, in Beckett, you take the the quarry trail, it goes uphill about half a mile or so to get to the actual quarry. And then what you see are the remnants of a mining operation. You see the, 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 the piles of granite. The, what they were mining here at the quarry were very fine-grained granites starting in 1850, and the operation went on right to the end of the Second World War in the mid-1940s. Uh, uh, they were very famous for their monument work. So, you know, when you, when you think of the, the Gilded Age we talked about with the mansions, they, the stones throughout New England, New York, Pennsylvania, uh, to build these huge monuments at cemeteries, uh, the basis for statues, and, and so forth, all came from Beckett. It was just an amazing operation. Uh, but when you get to the mining aspect of it, there, they, there were the ruins. And not only the stone ruins from the what's quarried from the granite, but there are kind of rusted 1940s trucks and steamers, the derricks um, um, that brought the stone out of the quarry are still in place. You know, you have to be even careful walking uh, because on the ground you, you can see cables and different things. And what it looks like, it's like the workers, the quarrymen, left for the day, you know, assuming they would be back the next day, and just left everything. Uh, and we don't know if, you know, when they closed the quarry, if they had decided to, you know, uh, um, you know, come back and, re- you know, do more quarrying later on after the business fell or, you know, selling it to somebody else. But it's like a ghost town. It just, things are left in place. And the and the people in Beckett have done a tremendous job in uh, highlighting, you know, there are uh, kioshes telling the history and, and so forth. We kind of take you through some of the most interesting parts of the quarry operation, and it is just, a, it's just fabulous. But it's like a ghost town. It just it was abandoned, and they never came back. And you get to walk through it and, uh, and see the operation. Closer to home in Eastford, what's at Ashford Woods in the Natchaug State Forest? Well, Ashford Woods is one of them. You know, it's another unique. It, it's in Ashford, uh, Natchaug State Forest. It's another unique site uh, because what it represents are ruins. Uh, there's a cemetery, house ruins, uh, uh, a quarry, um, all uh, involved in a community uh, of African Americans and Native Americans, basically Nipmo, uh, uh, who lived there and, you know, act out a living uh, in what's today the eastern part of um, um, a state forest. Um, uh, Donna Dufresne, a well known teacher and uh, a historian in eastern Connecticut and Pomfret, has done a lot of research and she's connected with some of the families that uh, lived out there in terms of their descendants. And it's a wonderful story. 
of uh, uh, you know disenfranchised people uh, who really were quite entrepreneurs in in the mid and uh, early nineteenth uh, uh, century. Um, so what you walk on the trail is not a kind of a typical trail through the woods, but basically you walk along old historic roads that are now part of the state forest, uh, but lead you to all of these archaeological ruins. And um, it is, it, it's, to me, it's one, it's one of my favorites, too. Yeah, everyone seems to be one of my favorites, but uh, this is really unique because of the uniqueness of the community. Remember back, if you go back in time today, it's part of the town of Eastford. But historically, this was part of the town of Ashford, and that's how it got its name, Ashford Woods. But um, the, the, the sites are very unique. Uh, the quarry is really one of my favorites. It's a small quarry compared to some of uh, like Beckett, uh, which is a huge quarry up in Massachusetts. But this is a small quarry. But this was operated by these families. And, you know, you know they, they, farmers had to be entrepreneurs. You know, they... During the wintertime, they, you know, they, they, they ran sawmills and uh, quarries and, uh, and then tended to their um, crops in, in the spring and summer and fall. And, uh, you know, you had to do a number of different ventures to make a living back then. And uh, you could see all of that uh, in the heart of this community. And it's just uh, it's a wonderful story. Nick, is the book out yet? And can people get it now? How so? So you could order it now. The book will be coming out, actually published and out for uh, uh, in April. Um, and but you can go online. Um, just do a Google for you know stone hiking stone ruins in southern New England. Um, Falcon Guides, they're the publisher uh, in Essex, Connecticut. Do a Google. You can go online and pre-order it. It'll be on Amazon. It'll be all in in all of the stores, uh, uh, as well as it, um, you know, online. So you can order it now, but it comes out in in April. Sounds like a great read. Nick Bellantoni, who co-wrote that with Barbara Ann Kipfer, the book called Hiking Ruins of Southern New England, a guide to 40 sites in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island. Nick, always great to catch up with you. Thanks for joining me this morning. Yeah, thanks, Wayne, and good to, good to be back with you. Nick Bellantoni, the former state archaeologist in Connecticut, on 14 WILI Willimantic and 95.3 FM.